My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. You are listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon. Now with today's show. Well, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian, and feeling pretty good today. Feeling pretty good. I hope this is a good show. hope we can uh, talk about some things that are interesting and educational for all of you. Because that's the goal. You know, some days, especially nowadays, the world's so crazy. Some days are great. Some days not so great. But uh, I'm feeling today's going to be a good one. And just keep your uh, keep your head down to a degree and keep pushing. So I wanted to um, talk about a couple of things with you today. Um, the first is I don't want to call out names of this individual, but it was an, it was an example of greenwashing to the T. Um, again, I think there is a big difference between, uh, between criticizing someone who's not doing something perfectly, but has a heart for actually doing what's good for the planet. And I'm firmly against that. But then there's a place of calling out somebody who is totally greenwashing. And I'm not even for calling them out by name. In this case, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's my place to do that, but it's just an example. It was um, it was a sandwich bag, like a Ziploc bag, not Ziploc. Hey, that's a good brand, right? You use their name when you're not even talking about them. It was a sandwich baggie. And there's some sustainable alternatives. There's compostable ones. There's, you know, I buy different things and test and try different things. And there was one that I had grabbed and purchased when I was in the store. I was just grabbing a few of them. And... I looked at it afterwards. It had, you know, a nice scripty font. It had natural tones. It had the world natural on it. it. Had some big claims on the front. So I'm thinking, all right, it looks natural. It feels natural. Kind of a sustainable look. It's got big claims on the front. Maybe it's compostable. Who knows? And I grabbed it. I got it at home. And I think the claims on the front were BPA free, resealable, it said on the front. So I'm thinking, wow, I, w- I was totally, um, I don't even want to say deceived because that's a little bit of a strong term um, for this case, but it was it was misleading. Let's just say it was misleading. So that's the kind of stuff. And again, is that the problem per se? Not really. I think, you know, are they really harming the planet and doing a lot of harm? Not really. But my bigger problem with that is that if too many brands take that approach where they know the consumer wants something sustainable, so they greenwash in order to generate sales, then they get off the hook and they feel they don't have to do something that's actually good for the planet. And that has negative consequences. That is what we want to avoid. So, you know, I don't want to be, again, we're, I'm, I'm running a business. You guys are businessmen and women, or you're just consumers who are passionate about sustainability. I love you all for listening to the show. Personal belief of mine, I'm not here to, you know, tear people down and criticize people. 
the only reason that I call people out, which is why I'm not even calling them out by name, but the only reason I'm so against that is because I know that that in their mind is going to let them off the hook. They're going to, and by the way, it's not Ziploc. This is like a smaller niche brand, but it's going to let this brand feel like they're, you know, doing the sustainable thing, which stops them from doing something that's actually good. Does that make sense? So that's what I'm trying to, uh, to uh, push against. Because I see that. I, 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 can, I can imagine, you know, I could see them. They're in their boardroom. All right, guys, we need sustainable packaging. We need something that looks eco-friendly. All right, let's throw the word natural on there. Let's, uh, let's use a recyclable board to hold the baggies in. And let's, you know, yeah, people will think it's sustainable. They'll just be, you know, walking fast in the stores. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not trying to stay in the grocery store for hours on end. I need sandwich bags. I grab it. I'm not scrutinizing. I mean, I look, but like, I think people can take advantage of that. The fact that, especially in a traditional retail environment, you're not going to read everything, even online. I mean, maybe you read every claim, maybe you don't. Um, but you know, you read every claim if it's a super important life decision, but with the sandwich bag, so you can kind of trick people if they're not, if they're not aware and, and, uh, and I want to push past that. Right. And I'm not even, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, you know, in contemporary history, producing billions of units of packaging, have we created something that's greenwashed over the last 40 plus years? Probably. I'd even say yes. Um, but that chapter has to end. I don't think we've done it recently, frankly, but that chapter of greenwashing has to end. And it's not it's not to pretend like we haven't done it or anyone hasn't done it historically, but it's it's like we're opening a new chapter. We're opening a chapter where we actually have to get serious about solving these problems, where consumers are serious about this, where businesses are serious about this. You get a change. They call it like a paradigm shift in in business terms. There's a shift. Understand the shift has happened, and it's a matter of do you want to get in front of it? I was talking to a supplier of Ocean Plastics yesterday. Had a great meeting, and we we're saying like this is happening now. Something has changed where you can be an early adopter of these technologies um, if you so choose. So let's do a little bit of news. Um, there's something cool, a company that um, has come to my attention twice in the last few days. Johnny Walker Whiskey will be will come in paper bottles next year. Di, Diago, Diego, Diageo, D-I-A-G-E-O. Okay, there's your there's your little pitch of the day for someone who's doing something good in sustainability. I believe that the company is launching a sustainable packaging company. Okay. They should work with Contempo Specialty Packaging to get their innovations all over the world. As consumer packaged goods companies look to present their products in ways that demonstrate their commitment to sustainability, brands are targeting the packaging itself, either cutting down on plastic, increasing recycled materials within the packaging, or creating compostable containers. Pretty good. Uh, whoever the authors of this did a nice job there. Catherine Lundstrom. Very nice. And register to read this article for free. I'm not registering, so that's the end of that article. Thank you very much. Um, maybe I'm being a little bit overly dramatic, right? Okay. Next article. Diageo, Diego. Sorry to mispronounce your name. I know I am. And PepsiCo will debut paper bottles in 2021. Diago. 
And Pilot Light, venture-backed company, launched, launched Pulpex Limited, a sustainable packaging technology company. The company's created what they call the first-ever 100% plastic-free paper-based spirits bottle made entirely from sustainably sourced wood. Okay. That bottle will debut with Johnny Walker Whiskey. Um including partners. Okay, so they also have Unilever and PepsiCo to further scale the bottle. Uh, we'll be looking at partnerships to come together, the industry to solve these problems. Okay, wonderful. So, um, although these there have been developments in this area, many recyclable beverage containers have a mix of materials. Tetra Pak is made with thin layers of polyethylene which is plastic, paper, and aluminum put together. So Tetra Pak has multiple layers. Unless those layers are separated, the packaging may, may not be accepted by the recycler. So we've talked about that on the show before, that when something is recyclable, if it's m multiple layers glued and, and uh, laminated together, it can be very hard or impossible to recycle. So um, this is impressive that they figured out a way to... Um, develop a bottle. Let's see if it really is. I mean, they just hit 100% a hundred percent plastic free paper base so is it a hundred percent paper or there's got to be something for the barrier like we talk about there's got to be something you know if you just put johnny walker um in a paper bottle like there's got to be some sort of barrier some sort of film i believe at least from what i've seen unless these guys have created something spectacular um so well done by this company the bottle announced Monday was built for Diagos, Diagos. I actually think they are not, I actually think, um, as I'm thinking about this, I think they're actually the spirit company. I don't think they're a packaging company. Okay, yeah. They're the Diego, Diageo. It's, I'm going to stop saying it because I'm getting tired of saying it. They're a London-based spirit company that does $12 billion a year in revenue. So they're, maybe they own Johnny Walker. Let's look for a second. Um, nature invented. Okay. Uh, okay. Seagram spirits and wine. They own, they signed a joint venture with Jose Cuervo, February, 2011. They acquired, I don't know that company. Let's see any ones that are, so they've acquired a ton. I mean, they're a $12 billion alcohol company, so they're not a packaging company, but they're adopting these sustainable bottles for their spirits. Uh, okay, they're huge. All right, so sorry, they're the uh, they're not the packaging company. They are the um, the alcohol company. Really cool to see. I mean, uh, uh, an alcohol company again. It's a higher margin product, so they can afford to invest in this packaging. Granted, it's going to be a lot more expensive, I'm sure, than a who knows. I don't know. Probably more expensive than the glass bottles that it traditionally came in. And I, I'd imagine they're going to do a test market where they're not going to, you know, change all their Johnny Walker to this compostable bottle, right? That's like. I actually don't know if it's a compostable bottle, frankly. So I don't want to say that, but. Um, 
but I'd imagine it's going to be a test. So they, and this is typically what these big brands do because they're producing so many units. There's a degree of risk. Maybe the, the loyal Johnny Walker drinkers won't like it in this new bottle. They like their glass bottle. They like the way the glass looks. They like that it looks nice in their home. So who knows? Maybe people won't like this bottle. So I'd imagine they're going to do a small test. And then upon, um, upon success, they will maybe roll it out further or maybe they'll always have a know two lines here the sustainable package and the non-sustainable package that comes down to strategy um you know glass is a highly sustainable option though so i think johnny walker was was um frankly in a fairly sustainable package right glass with the label with the cap now maybe this was largely for the sake of marketing to stand out and to gain attention from different news outlets and sustainability individuals the sustainable crowd so maybe this was i don't know if this was from a perspective of let's save the planet let's help the planet or if this was more of a marketing thing but either way i welcome it like even this innovation sometimes what you can do as a brand and this is i'm speaking to the big brand owners by you adopting something that's genuinely good for the planet not only are you contributing and making things more more uh, environmentally friendly and, and you're doing your part but but people like myself are going to see it and tell other people about it. And other brands will see it. And a random coffee company and a random tea company and a random um, whatever company will adopt this type of sustainable packaging. So you are kind of a billboard. You're an advertiser. You're a promoter. You're a supporter of seeing these packaging solutions push through the world. And that's, um, that's powerful, you know. Brands become hot and brands cool off. That's sort of the nature of business historically. If you look at it, I think there's some stat like the Fortune 500. The companies that are on the Fortune 500, like a huge percentage of them turn over every decade or two decades, whatever it is. So brands become hot and brands cool off. So from my perspective, part of our challenge is getting this is good what I'm what I'm what I'm thinking right now. And I think this might actually turn into my strategy or part of our strategy here. Part of it is converting brands, and this is traditionally what I've been focused on in Contempo Specialty Packaging or Contempo Sustainability Partners. Contempo. Um, is how do I get the biggest brands in the world who are producing the most non-sustainable packages to convert to a sustainable option? Great. But also, how do we get up-and-coming brands to adopt sustainable packaging? And part of it might be because a PepsiCo adopts a sustainable package and then someone else sees it so that's that let's see if there's any other um okay let's look at this other article genera aims to use local crops in sustainable packaging working with farmers in tennessee genera is con is contracting switchgrass and biomass sogrum as inputs to, to create compostable, sustainable packaging when, manu when its manufacturing facility comes online later this year. The company's main product, Earthable, is made with a compostable fiber produced by local farmers. So let's look at what these companies do. So I can give you a little context here. So Genera, Genera Energy, delivering sustainable biomass solutions. 
Genera simplifies your supply chain with domestically produced AG-based pulp and molded fiber products. Partnering with regional farmers, Genera produces the sustainable farm to finish product solution. So there's pulp, and it looks like they're making bowls and different things um, from the pulp, molded pulp, which would go into packaging. My question with these type of things always is, is there sufficient supply? You know, is this the type of business where it's a great concept, great idea, it's compostable, it's fiber-based? Again, we have the questions of barrier and... Um, but the bigger question, to be honest, because you can figure that stuff out. You can figure out a barrier that works. And you know, there's a lot of technologies out there that we know of and things that are coming up every day. I learn of new ones all the time. There's answers to those questions. But my biggest question when I see something like this is supply. Is this more something where, you know, the company can create a great, create a line of bowls and plates for, you know, picnics or cookouts that are made from pulp and that are, you know, highly sustainable instead of a plastic alternative. I know there are paper plates, which kind of already solves that, but maybe this is a thicker one and the paper plate doesn't get soggy or whatever the angle is. A small niche business, I think this works for it great. Small niche product, maybe even a larger niche product, a business that's a couple million dollars a year. But as I think of how do I get sustainable packaging to big brands, my mind always goes to supply. If, you know, if one of these billion dollar CPG um, companies comes forth and says, hey, I want to adopt this in my soda bottles. I want to adopt this in my, you know, fruit snack, whoever it is. Is there enough product to even fulfill a major order? And that's a big question. So um, it is about time. My, uh, I have a guest coming to the office and I'm going to have to get them because I hear them at the front door. Thank you for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. Catch you tomorrow. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email Mike M at ContempoPackaging.com. Let's talk. Have a phenomenal day.